Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> this is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Today's show was predominantly Andy shouting at the telly. <laughs> um, England were playing cricket, not particularly well. I'm sure you're aware of that now. And uh, and had all sorts of theories about what was wrong and what needed to be done. One, uh, one actually featuring uh, a heavyweight boxer in the Lord's <laughs> Pavilion at lunch. So stay tuned for that. It was quite a theory he came up with. Um, we also spoke to the world porridge eating uh, champion mm, tremendous he was yeah. actually yeah he was uh, an interesting <laughs> fella so oh, that's what i hope so so uh, anyway uh, here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon andy <laughs> really? I, I was thinking, I'm trying to think of a worse performance in the annals of English sporting history than you, this. You, really? You can't think of Tim anything Murta, worse? A bowler they've all faced a thousand times yeah. at Lords, making it look like Glenn McGrath, Mitchell Stark, and Curtly Ambrose combined. It's pathetic. Well, I phoned Bumble and he said, they've flipping murdered us. That's what he said. <laughs> There's your headline tomorrow. Seriously, it's arrogance, it's, it's, it's leave it to the next one, it's not, lack of application, it's pitiful buying or right, if you set, first of all root should have definitely bowl because they wanted they said they would have had a bowl well, who wouldn't said, have yeah. a bowl the pitch is green you're playing against a team they've never played a test match before especially at Lords they're going to be nervous their batters are going to be nervous and you decide to bat that is arrogant from Root I'm sorry it is it's just rubbish and when he was out honestly the umpire how could he not give that seriously if I was an umpire and and that was overturned I'd take my coat off there and then and just walk off really well, why not because you shouldn't you're not fit to umpire <laughs> That's unbelievable. How now, did you not see that? The thing that we've enjoyed, we've been enjoying watching the cricket mm. uh, through you in the office, and you had a very interesting theory as to what should happen at tea. Somebody no, lunch. Should, oh, lunch. lunch. I've rung lunch. Yeah, I've rung Dillian White, a great performance on the weekend. Dillian, yeah. What are you like, going to get Dillian to do? Well, he's going to the pavilion with a shredder, and he's a portable shredder. He's going into the pavilion, and he's basically going to beat every single England player up. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, He's going to push... The, where's their eating? He's going to push their heads into the, into the lunch. Thing. Yeah. That's for being useless. Then he's going to bring out the shredder, and he's going to get the central contracts, he's going to call for them, and he's going to put them all in there. Really? That's it. 
Worst before, and say to him, that's the worst performance in English sporting history. Just the thought process, the, the workings of your mind that a bad performance by England equals a heavyweight boxer going in and beating up the team. Well, it seems to be the only Would he thing be in like might... one of these rhubarb and custard blazers? <laughs> yeah. Would he have the MCC tie? I think on? He should, yeah. And Dillian goes in I Panama. Have to wear a tie hat. if he's going in the pavilion. Morning, Dillian. What are you doing here? Just come to beat up the entire England team. Andy, talk sport for me, Andy Jacobs. <laughs> Look at that. 85 all out. 85 it's, all out. It's uh, disgusting. I mean, okay. it's, it's beyond disgusting. Anyway, let's head to Lords now. Have you, have you seen uh, John Norman? Any sight of Dillian White yet in the pavilion? Uh, not yet, no. But uh, look, there's still time. Nine, <laughs> 98 overs scheduled for today. It's a, it's a four-day test match. We've had 23.4. So uh, England could be batting again today. Bowled out, embarrassingly, for 85. Um, Ollie Stone on debut. Uh, the last man to go. Chopping on. He at least got into double figures. Um, England's have been abject there's probably no other word for it as brilliantly as Tim Murta has exploited the conditions today five for 11 for him England have uh, veered between millionaire shots Johnny Bairstow driving expansively bowled through the gate for naught um, tentatively Jason Roy could have been out three times before he finally succumbed on debut airy fairy stuff from Owen Alley again whose head is all over the place and in and around that, I'd say Isla bowled adequately on a pitch which offered something. But uh, when you consider that England are going to be coming up against the likes of Mitchell Stark, Patrick Cummins, um, James Pattinson, Josh Hazelwood in less than a week, then there's reasons to be very, very fretful. England bowled out on the first occasion they've ever played Ireland in a test match at Lords for 85. Thank you, John. We'll yeah. have a fuller chat yeah. with John. At, and wait to see uh, when England bowl. Guarantee they bowl short. Guarantee they bowl the wrong length. It's, you know, you've seen it a, a hundred times before with England. They, they should just come out and do what yeah. Ireland have done, but they won't because they never do. It's great for. I mean, I'm a Middlesex fan, so it's great to see Tim Murta, of course, in such a fine form. <laughs> <laughs> On the honours board at Lords, it's oh, great for, for him. It's great sake. for the lad. Oh God. You really? impressed with bowling this morning? The way England bowled this morning, I'd be on the honours board, the way England batted, honestly. I mean, you know, five for 13, he's the most average county bowler you've Steady. ever seen in your life. Really. You I call mean, him a trundler? God. Well, he's more than a trundler, but yeah. he's, he's a very average bowler. He's a good county bowler. He's not test standard. I think maybe he? that's the problem. All the England players need to play a bit of county cricket now and again, get their iron against county players. Pathetic. Up against all this elite mm. bowling, Andy, doesn't seem to suit them. It's, you know, what's the point? Honestly, the, you see somebody knocked over Andy Murray's post box. Yeah. I want the same bloke to go round to Lords and plough out that, that one that they put up to celebrate the World Cup. Okay. Just knock that over as well. Well, you could do that tonight, could I you? think I will. You don't live that far away. I'm going straight through those grace gates. <laughs> I am. <laughs> really? I've already got a post box up for the World Cup. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they put it up. It's, it's lovely. It's a little creamy post box with wickets on Well, it was until you yeah, knocked I'm it demolishing over. demolishing it. <laughs> Going down there, back into it. Okay, well, well um, yeah, we'll have a fuller chat with John. It is a complete and utter shocker. This great for Ireland, of course. Go, go oh, tremendous yeah. for Ireland. Tremendous, yeah. Uh, anything else, Andy? Or is it, uh, yes, yeah. I, I, uh, the Duke of Kent. I was having look, I'll keep a weather eye on him since Wimbledon. I'm a bit worried about yeah, him. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's he bereft. Visited, 
He visited Crayford Town Centre to celebrate the first non-stop flights across the Atlantic yeah. uh, by John Alcock and Arthur Brown. Alcock and Brown. He thought they were playing in the mixed doubles. <laughs> he was really disappointed. <laughs> Poor lad. <laughs> I know. Uh, Phil but the Fox, Jeff Peters, says, I'm surprised Andy hasn't done a birthday spread-esque <laughs> gag about the Irish opening bowler and the Real Madrid coach, Murta on Zidane's floor. <laughs> of course, the only thing we know about Tim Murta, don't we, uh, Jeff, is that he did. He had to kip down for a few nights in Madrid and he had nowhere to stay, so he he went to the Bernabeu and said, any chance, Zinedine? Mm. And that's how we found Murta on Zidane's floor. <laughs> OK, Thank very you good. very much. Thank uh, you. you can have that one for later. We'll forget it ever came up, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, yeah, well, yesterday, by the way, we were chatting about... We, we spoke to the World Snail Racing Champion. Do you remember this, Andy? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah that's why we do Don't Ask Me. I thought <laughs> yeah, I'd no, check. I do, do remember. Yeah. And um, my mate uh, Hammers, old Jimmy, got in touch. Mm. And he said, because uh, I, I said, do you get, like, when people come overseas mm. to in, in, get involved, because it's near Sandringham, the World Snail Racing Championships, mm. do, you get the, do you get the guys coming over from different countries, do they bring their own snails? How do you get them through customs? And uh, my friend Jimmy says, uh, when I was 10 years old, I went to Cyprus with my family. Uh, at the airport, my uncle turned up with a large supermarket bag full of edible snails for my dad. Mm. It was the old days before strict checks. Halfway through the flight, the stewardess opens up the overhead compartment and shouts out in a panic, whose bag is this? It's moving about. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Jimmy, uh, for funny, that. Funny, I got uh, my son contacted me. He heard the uh, interview on the podcast and uh, he said to me, uh, my colleague's sister mm. won the snail championships on the weekend. Oh, really? So he knew the winner. He knew the winner. What a yeah, fantastic what a coincidence. Uh, honour. We've yeah. got something else to run past you this afternoon. Uh, let's have a look at it. But I'm just trying to remember what it was. Just, I've made a note of it just in case. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Blindingly Obvious. This was Dave Kitson. Very entertaining piece in today's yeah, son. Good about, piece, that. Just about pre-season and uh, what pre-season is like. And he told a story about his former Reading teammate, uh, Stephen Hunt. Um, John uh, Fern, who's at Chelsea these days, was at Reading then, uh, the physio. Uh, He said, boys, you're on a long flight. They were going to Seoul. He said, you're on a long flight. I think uh, maybe you should take some sleeping tablets. At which point Stephen Hunt said, John, they won't make me drowsy, will they? (laughs) (laughs) He said, they still dine out on that one whenever they see him. So uh, sometimes it just, you can't, you just, state the obvious you just come out with that dumb line you can't quite believe no, uh, you ever it. did it I used to know a bloke years ago um, I hadn't seen him for a long time so, and I said well, what are you up to he said uh, I've just been doing this course he said I've just done this I've just done this course in mm. mime and he said I really really enjoyed it he said but the problem I found is I don't like performing in public and I said, well, mime is very much... I mean, it's not the sort of thing you can do in your bedroom, can you? It's like, it's very much a performance art. If you, don't, if you get over that hump, that was about 10 weeks wasted. A mime course. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, uh, we, we often hear that expression, don't we? Life imitating art. Yeah. And uh, our producer, John Cadigan, sent me something yesterday, mm. which if I can find it... He emailed it to me. Of course, I've got to find it now, which is absolutely brilliant. It's on my computer. It's all the junk mail. Here we Ooh, are. Fantastic. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Jacob's here on Talk It's from it? an episode of Neighbours. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't believe you wouldn't have spotted it then. You no, never missed it, it time ago. And here it is. This happened on, uh, basically, it aired in Australia on the 6th of April, 2000. Went out slightly later in, in the UK. Yeah. And basically, this will sound incredibly familiar for those that watched England's World Cup win against New Zealand. Okay. So here it is. Drew, that's one of the characters, you'll assume all these names are characters, is batting. It's a game of typical game of, of cricket 
in, in Ramsey Street. OK. Yeah. They often play from time to time. Uh, Drew's batting, and now they need six to win off two balls. Wow. Unfortunately, the ball goes in the air, and Drew's caught out. Now it's up to Dr. Carl to make six off the last ball. Joe Mangle raises his eyes to heaven and prays. Gordon Collins torments Lou Carpenter and says he doesn't fancy Carl's chances. Carl steps up to the crease and Joe advises him, never give in. The ball comes and Carl hits it, but it isn't hit for six. However, a series of fielding errors ensue. They run two and then the ball goes over the boundary and gives them an extra four. Wow, what about that? Our heroes start shouting excitedly as they've won. Joe kisses Carl and Lou tells Gordon Collins he'll take the cash. He'll take cash or a cheque. I don't know who Gordon Collins is. Neither but, do I. Uh, I don't even remember Gordon Collins. It's a very good detail, John. I don't yeah. know where you got that Well, from. it didn't come from John. It came from uh, Tom Corley, a listener to the show. Oh, okay. Uh, Tom is a jazz musician. He joined us in the studio a little oh, while Tom, ago, remember? Yes, yeah, yeah. that's right. And he found that. He tracked that down. A, a neighbour's moment yeah. that was echoed by Ben Stokes uh, in the Super Over. What about that? Well, that's Kind of. That's well, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, more from the Royal hmm. Court Circular. Uh, it says here, the Earl of Wessex, patron of the Bristol, Clifton and West of England Zoological Society oh, yeah. and Countess nice of Wessex, yes, this morning opened the Bear Wood ex- exhibit. <laughs> and I was thinking, did they tell him what bears do in the woods? But yeah. I mean, they probably yeah. didn't. <laughs> the be- what's the Bear Wood e- the exhibition? The Bear Wood what is, experience. What is, what is the Bear Wood? Who is Bear Wood? It's no, no, it's not, it's, the Bear Grylls. No, it's Bear, B-E-A-R. Yeah. Wood exhibit, so I presume it's some just I'm a big not, piece of wood. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like a cracker. Well, I think it, in the woods. I mean, it's part of the forestry. You know, the uh, it's the part it's, of the forestry. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. You're just coming out with this nonsense. <laughs> the bear wood exhibit. Let me look it up. At least you could have done this. Well, I could have done. Here, I'm doing it. Didn't want to get in the way of quite bear a good woods. joke. Is it one word? Bear woods, or is it two words? Bear wood is two words. Bear. Yeah. Wood. Bearwood Exhibit, is it called that? Or yeah, Bearwood Exhibit. Exhibit, all right. What am I getting back then? <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm not getting very much, really, Andy. It's really? A, Was it Wild Place Project, Black Horse Hill, Bristol? No, I've lost interest now. <laughs> lost interest. It's just, you know, you're and, coming uh, on here this with one, This one fascinates me. They're, they're very popular. Tabloid newspapers love doing this. Uh, they've written, Greg's fans were stunned to find out the chain has regional menus and their favourite nibbles aren't available nationwide. Oh, yeah. Well, we all knew, knew that, didn't we? I mean, are they that stunned that there's some regional variation across the country with Greg's bakeries? Well, Stotties are only sold in the northeast. Well, that, funny enough, they try, they used. I used to work with a lad who uh, who used to have the Stotty. Yeah. Uh, he used to sit there having his sandwich at lunchtime. Uh, lad from uh, hmm. from Sunderland. Well, so, be, yeah. but then he uh, they did try and bring it. There was a Greg's TV series. You are listening to Talk Sport, by the way. There was a Greg's TV series, and they brought the Stotty South. Oh yes, but I, I remember don't, that. I don't know if it took off. Well, it obviously didn't. And Tottenham cakes. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard of a Tottenham cake? I, I've had Tottenham. Yeah, but a sponge with raspberry and coconut icing. We I've don't sell it at the ground, which seems a bit of a waste, <laughs> really. Greg said of the twenty-five specials, sometimes products in your local shop will be unique to your area. Yeah. So who are these Greg's fans? I don't know how much of a fan you are of that. And are they really stunned? Possibly not, Andy. They're Possibly not. They're not stunned at all, whatsoever. Um, anything else? It's a competition, isn't it, for the... Oh, no, this one. It was the annual pruning of the maze at Hampton Court <laughs> in south-west London. Blimey. It takes six gardeners three weeks to do it. And I was thinking, how do they find their way round? Well, that's the way, yeah, that's true. They could have been there all night. <laughs> Suddenly you hear this plaintive cry. Help! <laughs> Sun did a, a thing this morning. It was basically about the curse of the Chelsea number nine shirt, mm. and which Tammy Abraham's now going to take. And uh, and uh, admittedly, you know, what, fair who's, enough. Who's worn it then? Well, Higuain. That was a bit of a 
disaster, wasn't it? Murata was a hopeless. Falcao was a, just beyond. <laughs> Even uh, Torres, I mean, he scored 45 in 172. At least he had a, an effect on Chelsea's history, so you can't really... Franco de Santo, well, he wasn't any good, was he? Hernan Crespo, he had a decent record, 12 goals, 31 games. But then they include Khalid Boularous. 20 games, no goals. He was a centre-half, which just happened to wear number nine. <laughs> Why are they giving the number... There's something, oh, there's something iconic about Steve the number Sidwell. nine shirt, isn't Steve it? Steve Sidwell got the number nine it's shirt. It's weird, isn't it? 25 games, one goal, but you can't really put them in there. I know it makes it neat. But, you, you always know. sense the players have a say, don't you? That the, the, yeah. they can. I mean, obviously a lot of them want 23. That's the one of many well, gravitating. William wants 10, because I think he always felt that Hazard, you know... Was in his way. Was in his spot. He likes yeah. to play in that position. Mm. So he's made a big claim for ten. But I gather that they part of the thing with Callum Hudson Odoi was that, that they told him he could have the number ten shirt. So okay. that'll be an interesting battle. If they're willing it? to give Steve Sidwell um, and Boularus the nine shirt, why not give it to the reserve keeper? Can Robert Green have worn nine? But you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean you, no, I do know what you why, mean. Why yeah. not, if, it, if, it, if it's that meaningless that it's not the position they play in, yeah, I don't. That seems strange. But as you said, Joel Linton is, has got the, the 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 heavy weight of the Newcastle number no, nine shirt to live up to. Nine, of course, it? yeah. yeah. Great. Wonder if they'll make him aware of that. It's something we'll bring up uh, with Tim Vickery uh, very shortly. We'll be chatting to him, and we'll take any questions you have. As always, when Tim's with us on South American Players, you would like to know a little bit more about. So get your questions in now. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can uh, text to 81089 and you can tweet to uh, TS H and J. You would also get his thoughts on uh, uh, Pep's comments about sort of player burnout, uh, really. I mean, it's, mm. that does include quite a lot of the South American players. A lot have been playing Copper America. Um, African Cup of Nations, a uh, lot of players at the top clubs going to be fun before the season starts. Jurgen Klopp was saying the yeah. same thing yesterday. I think that they get, clubs are going to have to give players two weeks off in the season, just as if it's an injury. Say to Mane, look, you know, we do an expect go and have go. a holiday. Yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, you know, I think Chelsea did well last year. They didn't bring Hazard back for, he didn't play for three weeks. No, Sorry. I remember that. Yeah. Sorry, resisted the temptation to play because he could have broken down. Or, yeah, yeah, and then he had a great season. Sure. Yeah. So no, I, so I think it makes sense. Maybe really. Liverpool. Good point by Klopp. Before we go, I thought yesterday he was talking about. He, he said everybody was talking about the Nations League, and, and you know, we all feel it's been a, a success rather than meaningless friendlies. And he said, of course, the thing about a meaningless friendly is. Uh, that three days after a Champions League final, you don't expect the, the Spurs and Liverpool players no. uh, to go off. And if it was a friendly, they probably probably wouldn't have done. But because it was the Nations League, there was an importance to it. The players wanted to go, mm. uh, and the and, and the country wanted them. Yeah. So suddenly, uh, what was just a, a friendly they could they could probably get out of because they were knackered. Mm. Um, they're expected to play in. So and you can say, oh, boo-hoo, you know, they're earning X amount of pounds a week. That, though, but if it? they get flogged, the it, ruins, yeah. it ruins it for the clubs, it ruins the, well, they get the football you that's watch. The, that's they get the worst injured. thing about yeah. it. They get injured yeah. and then they're not there. So you might as well give them a couple of weeks more. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're going to turn to the World Porridge Eating Championships. Oh, good. Always a coveted event. Sadly, couldn't make it this year. Uh, but the winner uh, joins us now. Um, he, it is Jason Jacobs. Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon. Many congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. So tell us, uh, how many was it bowls? Is it measured in bowls, the amount of porridge you, uh, you eat? Yeah, it was measured in bowls, but each bowl was um, weighed out beforehand. So it was like a quarter pint of dry oats that was made with milk and cream in the traditional Scottish way. Right. And you could only season with either salt or sugar. So there was no um, golden syrup or anything. And it was as many bowls as you could manage in 10 minutes. Okay. What was your choice of seasoning? I went, I alternated. I started off with sugar, but then the second bowl I went salt, and then I went back to sugar. So you wasn't going over sweet or, that's good, that's or over clever. savory that's either. Good tactics. As you get a bit of a, uh, <laughs> replenishing the salts, like all good athletes at, uh, at some, at some <laughs> point. Yeah. I mean, porridge is quite Carb a... loading. Yeah, that's it, it. It's quite a heavy thing. I mean, I love a po- bowl of porridge in the morning, but I mean, I don't think I could eat, well, I couldn't eat more than one. It was I mean, seven, you did, how many bowls did you do then? So you, it was, you, yeah, it was nine bowls, nine bowls in ten minutes. Nine bowls of porridge in... Um, yeah, so each bowl was probably, once it was made up, it was probably about a litre of, of actual porridge, made-up porridge oats. So when did you realise you had this ability to eat porridge quickly? I didn't. I, uh, it was set up originally by my local, uh, one of the local cats in Corby. Right. It's known as being like Little Scotland. So um, every year we have the Highland Gathering, and um, yeah. obviously in celebration to the traditional Scotland games and stuff. But yeah. over the years it's been sort of tailored down a little bit. Well, this is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing and also the 50th anniversary of the world record being broken. So they did like a reconstruction and set it all back up again. And my local calf invited me down, as I used to be one of their regulars. Um, they had a, an eating challenge, which was the big one. It was some of our 48 breakfast items on a plate. And if you could eat them all, um, you'd get it for nothing. Right. Um, I should have been the first to eat all of that and failed by like three bits of bread. So they invited me down to, <laughs> to give it a go. Um, and then knowing also I'd put it all over Facebook, you know, just mm. to sort of like try and raise, raise some awareness. The big question is, though, what did you have for breakfast the next day? Mm. Uh, well, I'd actually eaten breakfast that particular day. I started work at Aldi. Um, I'm a, one of the shift managers there, so yeah. I started work at 5am, so I'd actually had a bowl of muesli before I set off. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. Just getting, <laughs> just outside having, treat. having a short jog yeah. before the main yeah. event. Yeah. Well, well, you talk about jogging, I'm actually an, I'm an OCR runner competitively. Oh, okay. I take part in um, mud runs, so like things like uh, Tough Mudder and Spartan. Mm, so oh, I represent right. okay. Goose Races, um, so they support me. 
I, every time I run, I run with a Zeus Races top. So everybody shouts Zeus, Zeus, Zeus at me, and they all know me from that. And uh, so that's how, in effect, I managed to burn off so many calories. I didn't just, you know, eat the bulk porridge and then suddenly uh, feel really, really loaded for it. I'll yeah. go off for a run and uh, as part of my, uh, my training for... Uh, taking part and representing the Zeus. What's the link between Scotland and Corby? I see that you have a Corby Highland Gathering chieftain. So it's obviously, as you say, been going on for a long time. Where, where, where did this link come from? Yeah, well, I, yeah, he, one of the previous chieftains was actually part of my competition. Um, back in, well, after the war, so like uh, the 50s, they, um, Corby opened up the steelworks. Um, so it was obviously a massive um, works enterprise unit um, developing local steel and um, a lot of the uh, Scottish and the Irish all came down to Corby for work basically right. and so they became full yeah. residents and it's just maintained its heritage from there on yeah, in and strongly so obviously all the locals they respect that and even though we're now it's a multicultural town very much so um, everybody embraces it and even now the, the Highland Gathering isn't as big but it's still very much well-respected amongst the local community. Yeah. And whenever we speak to anybody from Corby, we're always asking the same question, have you got a trouser press? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the hotels have them. <laughs> the locals tend not to have. Okay. <laughs> it's a shame I think they should give you one when you're born. If you're, <laughs> if you're actually born within the sound of the trouser press factory, <laughs> you should be given a free... That, that'd, yeah. that'd be a very good perk, I think you're right. Definitely. It's probably not in Corby, is it? I think we've been told they don't even make them in Corby anymore. The um, Just a little technique, if people wanted to take your record on, Jason. Apparently you stirred each bowl as it came to you. Um, yeah, well, what, what was that all first, about? The very first bowl was really hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just thought, well, in order to try and wolf down as many bowls as I could, I wanted to try and get them cooler. So the minute the bowl in front of me, well, we had sort of three empty bowls, three massive empty bowls. So... They were all poured out, so you have three bowls on the go at any one time. So mm. you sort of focus on one bowl. So as I'd emptied the bowl, I passed it forward to then being refilled again. Um, and I'd then mm. put a bit of sugar on and stirred it in the, in a hope to sort of try and cool it down, in, in effect. And I say, you know, it's not just sitting there, so the top goes cold, but then you get through the top layer. and then it's so technical, it? It is. It's, it's honestly, it's, really, it's incredibly technical. I think I just stumbled on a technique. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. The three bears, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be gutted. They'll be, they'll be looking to get their record back, the what three you, bears. Uh, what did you win? Because we know the porridge-making competition, which we've done before and covered on a yeah. regular basis. On, uh, they well, get one, the golden spurtle. Another quiet summer. Uh, yeah, the golden <laughs> spurtle they get. Um, do, oh, do, wow. what, did you, what did you win in this in this instance? Local plaudits. Oh, OK. <laughs> you can't <laughs> knock that, can oh, you? You really? can't beat local plaudits. <laughs> no cash prize, just local plaudits. No, yeah, it, it was a reconstruction, so I don't think it was actual an, an official thing. No. But, um, yeah, it was, so there was no particular prize on offer, as I'm sure many more competitors would have come down, but it is something that they're looking to try and reconstruct every year. Good. So no doubt it'll grow in popularity. Well, um, now, we, could, well, be speaking, to... yeah, we may be speaking to you this time next year. So well done, uh, Jason. Congratulations. Uh, no, there my we are. pleasure. My pleasure. The world porridge-eating champion, mm. uh, Jason Jacobs. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. There we are, that was this afternoon show. Michael Bispin, Michael Keane, Andy Zaltzman joins us. Uh, Michael Keane, no, not Michael Keane, Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. Michael, <laughs> Michael Keane. Keane, Michael Sheen. Let's get Michael Keane. Can you phone? We'll try Michael Keane. We'll ring uh, We'll ring Everton. We'll get Michael <laughs> Keane on and Michael Sheen and Michael Bispin. They'll all be there uh, tomorrow. Um, Michael Barrymore, Michael Keane. If you don't improve, I'm sending Bispin to Lords. <laughs>
<laughs> so, yeah, that's a good idea. He yeah, takes root to the floor and starts pummeling him. <laughs> Dillian can't make it, but uh, yeah, but Michael can. UFC style. <laughs> uh, thanks for downloading us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.